Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. Pray without ceasing, for this is the will of God. Pray without ceasing, for this is the will of God. Pray without ceasing, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. I was thinking about those old verses that I was thinking about the scriptures we were going to talk about today. I want to talk to you today about seasons a little bit. Today, of course, uh, is really technically the first full day of summer. Yesterday was the longest day of the year, the summer solstice. Uh, it was uh, 15 hours and 49 minutes of full sunlight with an additional 44 hours, 35 minutes of added daylight to a total um, day. And I went out walking late in the day, uh, 20 hours, 24 minutes. Uh, summer for you from here on out will last 900 or excuse me, 92.6 days from here. You know, life is full of a lot of seasons, and we've been through quite a few. And this um, summer, of course, is the summer we, th you know, we think of the season of the sun, and and we celebrate that. <clears throat> I think about a lot of the really good times I've had in life that been remind me of summertime, uh, camping and campfires, and and uh, just being a kid running around and bare feet. You know, we live in the middle of seasons. Um, there are seasons in a year, and we have seasons in our lives, and we have to, seasons should be recognized. We have to kind of pay attention. There are markers that God has placed out for us to pay attention to. Genesis 1.14 says, God said, let there be light in the expanse of the heavens to separate the days from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And so we pay attention to these seasons. And seasons for us who are followers of Jesus, we our goal is that they all end up being fruitful. You know, we're reminded of Psalm uh, 
one where he says, how blessed or happy is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He, he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and whatever he does, he prospers. This is the idea that we are so rooted in the truth of God and the person of God that we bear fruit in the proper season. You know, we don't want to wither as the years go by. You know, I can honestly say that my relationship with God is far better than it was when it began. I really can. I hope you can. Because that's that comes from recognizing that seasons to be fruitful, to have seasons that are fruitful, it requires you, it requires abiding in Him. You must stay fully connected to to the Lord year-round. You know, uh, a branch that you cut off, um, it, it, ha- it won't produce any fruit. Um, it needs to be connected through each season so that when the proper time the fruit for that fruitfulness is poured out, all that life has gone into it. Jesus said in John 15, 1, I am the vine and the Father is the vine dresser and every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me or reside in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. He's saying that your fruitfulness, no matter when, is directly correlated with your abiding, your connection, your vital relationship and ongoing relationship to God. You know, uh, we talked uh, on Wednesday night about the cut, cut flower syndrome. The moment you cut beautiful flowers, the moment you cut a plant off from its roots, they start to wither. Um, this is true with us. The moment the, there's an interruption of any kind between us and our relationship with, with the Lord, abiding in Him, we begin to wither. We begin to lose vibrancy. First Thessalonians um, chapter 5, verse 16 says this, Rejoice always. 17 says, Pray without ceasing. The next verse, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You see that we, we see this clear teaching all through the Bible, the seamless connection between living in this abiding relationship living out of the secret place of your life with God, practicing the presence of God, like Brother Lawrence said in the, in the Middle Ages, of practicing, working at, staying aware of God and aware of God's awareness of you. The seamless connection between this is directly related to the amount of joy you have in life. And so in this season, As you head into summer, you're going to be tempted to get super distracted. 
You're going to be tempted to not go to church and not take time to be with the Lord. You're going to take time to, you're going to be really, really um, tempted to be, to allow things to get between you and that abiding relationship, to be practicing the presence of God. But I'm saying, resist that. Resist your resistance to staying true in this. In this season, abide. Reside. Cling to the vine. Practice his presence. And you know what will happen? Joy will come. Now, this doesn't happen in a minute. This takes time, just like a branch doesn't produce fruit, even maybe in the first year. But the longer it abides and longer it resides, the vital connection between it and the the vine or the tree, then the fruit comes. Um, you see, the reason is is because joy is not something out there that you're going to do, some place you're going to go, some experience. That's not joy. Joy is not out there. It's in here. It comes from the inside out. And so here are some suggestions for the summer. First of all, before you charge out into all from one event to the next, slow down. Take the time. Slow down enough to see and to give the time for you to abide. As somebody one time said, I was listening to you the other day, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. It results in the same thing. You see, sin will get your mind on the thing you're tempted with, and so you're not paying attention to the Lord. Busyness will get you focused on your agenda and this thing and that thing, so you're not focused on the Lord. It results in the same thing. You end up fruitless. So, um, you know, where God meets you, God's not going to meet you, you know, in the past. Um, God isn't going to meet you somewhere out there. God's going to meet you in the right now with him. So, number one, slow down. Second thing, open up. Open up to the life of the Spirit. And that may mean that there's things in your in your life that get in the way. I've had to think a lot about this to remove some obstacles. And the question you have to ask yourself about some things in your life, they're not really whether it's sinful or whether it's evil or, or good, is does this open me up or block the work of the Spirit in my life? Does this draw me closer to God or further away or not? And then thirdly, Arrange your day to result in joy. You know, every day has 86,400 seconds in it. Those can each be turned to God. You could pray during those times. You can, you can worship during those times. And when you pray, things can happen. Lives get changed. People get convicted. Healing happens. Um, uh, joy happens in your life. So make it your goal to slow down, to um, order your day so that you can have joy, that all of your life will be in joyful awareness of his presence, of God's presence. And then one thing that might help you a lot, and we've talked about this a lot in our discipleship um, uh, studies about emotional healthy spirituality or emotional healthy um, relationships, Set time aside, a, a set time to pray every day, just to refocus your attention. You know, if you can do that throughout the summer, there's a lot of good that will really happen in your life to slow down so that you can abide, to 
to uh, give God room, to make room for that, to open up to the life of the Spirit. Look at the things in your life and ask, is that bringing me closer or further away? And then uh, set time to be alone with God. Maybe in the morning, maybe in the middle of the day, maybe before you go to bed, and best of all, all three. Thank you for watching this. And this Sunday, we're going to be talking about God's love for the lost. And, you know, sometimes that word lost sounds like really kind of negative, but it's super kind. You know, if you've ever been lost, it's not because Jesus talked about people as lost. They weren't bad. He wasn't saying they were terrible or not redeemable. He was just saying they've gotten confused and off track. And so much of what we see going on right now in our lives and with our friends and our families and our neighbors is they're just lost. So we're going to talk about how God feels about them and how we ought to feel about that too. I, I really hope you come. I'd be glad to see you. And remember to uh, be in my, um, if you don't have a class already, or even if you do, you can come to the breakfast class, get some breakfast and go to your class or stay for mine. We'll be talking about more about how to live in community with others. Thanks for, thanks for watching and thank you for your generous support.